before we get this episode started, I just want to remind you guys that we now have a subscription option for the Wellness for Real podcast. So what that means is you can sign up to be a subscriber and access exclusive episodes, y'all. Very first episode will be tomorrow, our one year podcast anniversary. Felicia and I recorded a The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly of recording a podcast. Y'all definitely want to check out this episode. There's some tea on there and we just have a lot of fun. Again, it is a subscribers only episode. So if you want to become a subscriber, go to anchor.fm slash wellness for real slash subscribe. What are you making? Uh, so I'm making myself. I have some McCollin, some 12 year McCollin. So I'm drinking some fancy scotch. I know. I, very fancy. Uh, and ginger ale. <laughs> I love it. Simplicity. Yes. What are you drinking? So I have some tequila, a little bit of uh, hibiscus passion fruit skinny syrup. And a little bit of strawberry lemonade, truly. Ooh, that yeah. sounds really good. It's so good, and it's my first time putting these three together. But okay, I've been I've been becoming more of a fan of cocktails. Yeah, I'm more of like a beer drinker. But you know, like as these. I get older, I really start to enjoy like just a well-made cocktail. I can't make them super well, hence why I'm drinking expensive scotch and fucking ginger ale. <laughs> make stuff up and if it tastes good I'm like yes I'm winning yes mm, let's see let's see how it tastes that's not bad okay see? I can drink this I could drink yes this. I was like let me do something myself I've been like cleaning and meal prepping all day yeah <sighs> what'd you meal prep what do I got I got breakfast sandwiches um some enchilada chicken from one of my Instagram followers that I made. It's actually really good, but I had to put my own razzle dazzle on it. Okay. Um, and what else was it? Oh, I made a sheet pan, like sausage and veggie type deal. It's really there you good. Go. So finally nice. done. I like just finished. Nice. Ready for the week. Set up for Ready success. For yeah. Feeling good. Feeling real good. Yes. Good. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Well, we're five minutes early, but should we just start? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real. It's your girl, Marlena, and today I'm back with Cocktails and Kiana for our live summer series. Y'all, it's the second to last week we're doing this, so let's enjoy it, right? Let's have some fun with the end of summer, because summer is not over yet until September 22nd, y'all. Just a reminder. For those of you who don't live somewhere cold. <laughs> I know, right? Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? I'm so excited for this conversation. We always have so much fun when we chat. I know. We have the bomb time because we got Kendrick Spirits. And you know yes. how to go. So. Yes, yes. What's up, it's- y'all? So if you've missed Kiana's first episode, uh, you can always go back and definitely check that out. We had a lot of fun on that episode, too. Uh, how's your summer going? What you been up to? Yo, summer has been like mad lit. Like I, I have had too much fun this summer. I, 
That hey, after last summer though, like oh, making God. up for last lost times was, here, right? Last summer was <laughs> just, I mean, I had a decent summer, but we couldn't do anything. It was a little boring. But this summer, I mean, every weekend I've been doing stuff and it's just like, when is it gonna slow down? Now my birthday's coming up. So it's like Ooh. my birthday is the last day or like the first day of fall, September 22nd. So okay. I that so I've been happy just birthday thank you I'm looking forward to it. I got like six birthday dresses <laughs> I saw that on your stories <laughs> I love it so do you have like are you like are you planning outfit changes are you just still deciding what you're gonna wear you know what um I'm going to DC with my girls and then I have another weekend prior to my birthday that I'm going to be doing stuff so I needed multiple dresses but you know we're doing like brunch we're going to a concert we're going like to a rooftop bar so I needed like a collection of dresses because I want to be snatched so yes (laughs) yes and you said you're going to DC I'm going to DC I love DC I mean too and I have not been in like like 10 years so so fun. So we're doing cocktails and conversations today. So tell the people what you're drinking. So listen, y'all, I have a shot of tequila. I have a little bit of truly in here and then the skinny syrup hibiscus passion fruit. So this is bomb y'all. So make sure y'all try it out. It doesn't matter what brand tequila, just try it out. So, yeah. So it's like a skinny drink. Mm-hmm. I like it. So well, are I you, are you currently, are you currently tracking on Weight Watchers? No. <laughs> no. Okay. You see, so you're tracking calories. Yes. Okay. So, do you know how many calories are in that drink for anybody who's interested? Oh, you know what? I don't know. And it's so. It sounds pretty low cal. It is. I only put like a little bit of the truly. I don't even think okay. it was half. Um, okay. and I put like a half a shot of tequila. So it's not like super super strong. Um, so if I could take a good guess, it's probably like maybe a hundred and fifty or less calories. Okay. Okay. We yeah. love that. I'm over here drinking, um, expensive scotch, 12 year old McCollin mixed with ginger ale. <laughs> so, hey, I love it. We're doing it. <laughs> and I just finished this bottle, this bottle, uh, we actually were given, it was a wedding gift. So I just finished this. So five year anniversary coming up, took us five nice. years to finish this bottle. So happy, happy to finish it today with you. Yay. Yes. Uh, so where are you at right now in your wellness journey? I know you said you were tracking calories. I know you've been li- like living your best life this summer, which a lot of us have been. And I love to see that. I've been living my best life too, eating all the food, seeing all the people, doing all the things. <laughs> yes. uh, you know so what? where are you at now? I am in a good space. I had gotten in a space where I was just like over it probably around the spring, I think I've been, it'll be three years in October that I've been consistently on this journey. And so I got to a place where I'm like, I'm tired of tracking. I'm tired of working out. I have, I have been in a plateau for like over a year. And so I was just like, what am I going to do? I had thought about quitting. I had thought about doing intuitive eating. I thought about a lot of things and I ended up taking like a two week break off of this page just to kind of get my mind right because I was just feeling overwhelmed. You know, you you get like a lot of mixed myth messages on Instagram. You know, you're eating too many calories. You're eating too few calories. You need to be body positive, diet culture, intuitive eating, weight watchers. Ah. So I feel overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. And even though I feel like really secure in myself as a human, I just kind of got overwhelmed. And so I just took some time off and I was still kind of eating healthy and 
when I got to the summer, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just enjoy the summer and I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to drink what I want. And I would deal with that, you know, the consequences if there are any later. So this summer, I literally, I was eating stuff I hadn't eaten in a while and just enjoying myself, drinking all the drinks, like good grief. And um, I gained 12 pounds and I was like, not even mad about it. Right. So when I got on the scale, I was like, all right all right, I'll get it off. You know, I feel more comfortable at a lower weight. My clothes fit a lot better at a lower weight, but I had the best summer. You know, I was so happy and just experiencing new things and trying new foods, new restaurants and having fun with my family and friends. So I have no regrets. And I just feel like I'm in a better space now because I took a little bit of a break. And so now I'm like, okay, I can get back focused. I had my indulgence at you know, indulgence moments, but now I can get back in the zone. So that's where I'm at now, back in the zone, still working out, never stopped, um, but backtracking and back eating in the calorie deficit. So. Yeah, I love that. And I think it just goes to show that like how important that is to take breaks um, when you're intentionally trying to lose weight, because it is a lot, right? It's Mm -hmm. a lot of your energy goes into that. And I feel like it's so easy to get like wrapped up in the weight loss that you forget to like live your life and like do things and go places and see people. Um, And I know I told you when you were on the show last time, you didn't plateau for a year, you maintained because Kiana, you've lost over a hundred pounds, right? I have. And you've kept that off even with having like a fun summer and and doing things and eating all the foods and drinking the drinks. (laughs) You know Um, what? You're still maintaining 12 pounds is like nothing. And honestly, that's probably just mostly water weight, right? From the blow. Cause I know that's how it is for me in maintenance. Yeah. I have already lost like 3.4 of those 12 pounds. So I'm not really, I wasn't even really tripping because I'm like, I know I'll get it off. Yeah, um, you know. But it did feel good, you know, like switching back into a zone because I know some people struggle with that. Like they fall off and then it's just, there's no coming back. And I've been in those spaces where I fell off and it was no coming back for me. Like I spent years off, but now I have the tools to be able to say, okay, I can come right back to it. It's okay. And I was so strict. Like I would like on holidays and stuff, like I would eat, but like leading up to it, I would be like working out and the day of eating a huge salad or having a small breakfast. And I was like, this was the first time within those three years where I was just like, for months, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to live my best life. And I, I'm so glad I did that. I needed it. Just the mental space that I was in during that time, I needed to not be so focused on what I was eating and just focus on like other areas of my life. So I I think I deserved it after almost three years on this journey. And I'm glad I did it. (laughs) I think that that shows a lot of mental growth for you, right? Because for a lot of us who have struggled with weight, I know you're like me, you've struggled with your weight forever. It's always Mm -hmm. been a thing, right? So like to be able to do that and like not have that guilt piece or that piece where you're just like, oh, like, fuck it. I'm just going to give everything up and I'm just going to give up completely. Like, no, you intentionally like took a break to just focus on having some fun. Right. And Mm -hmm. being able to do that and not like it completely derail everything um, like that shows so much mental growth. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And, you know, I for real in a real place I was like okay when I saw the scale I'm like okay it's time to get back because I just want to look good you know a part of weight loss is a little bit vanity where you want to look good in your clothes and you want to feel good about yourself so I was like okay you know I have fun now it's time to get back but you're right I 
I was talking with my therapist about it and I told her, she was like, you know, how are you doing? I'm like, I, you know, finally stepped on the scale and I gained 12 pounds. She's like, how do you feel about it? I'm like, I'm cool. It's whatever. Like, I'm gonna get it back off. Like just being that confident in my abilities and in myself, like I wouldn't have said that years ago. I probably would have crumbled. Oh my God. You know, I gained 12 pounds. What am I going to do? I'm like, no, I'm good. It'll come off, you know? And if, if it takes me for a while, cause you know, sometimes it takes a while to lose the weight, but yeah, I'm in this space with it. I'm happy and I'm not, you know killing myself to get it off so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that so like this last year well last what year and a half has been really tough in so many different ways um what is something that you've really like learned about yourself over the summer man this yeah with COVID and everything going on um work I just I had things happening in my personal life um I learned to trust myself and I learned that I am more trustworthy than I think. Cause sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or I don't know if this is the right path for me, or maybe I should choose a different direction. And when I lean into myself, I'm always in a good space. Um, and I, I had to develop those skills. And so again, like I am really big on therapy. I, I talk to my therapist once a week, like <laughs> I do not play when it comes to that. And so just trusting myself and gaining those skills um, to be able to lean into my best self. That's one thing that this whole pandemic has taught me, you know, um, cause so much has happened with people getting sick, people dying and, you know, the world is sending so many messages, but being able to just lean into myself and trust myself has been so good for me. And it saved me from a lot of things that I probably would have gone through a lot of different, you know, challenges had I not listened to my inner voice. So being able to cultivate that um, and know like, girl, you're trustworthy. You can depend on yourself to lead you down the right path that you need to go. And so that's one of my biggest lessons that I learned. I'm glad that I was able to take that um with me throughout this pandemic and just still leading me throughout the rest of this year so yeah I'm, I'm trustworthy and I can trust myself I love that that building that trust and relationship and love for yourself is just so important right like so much more important than all the other stuff that we can get really wrapped up in especially in a weight loss journey right so Again, so proud of you. That's amazing. Um, And I know you're single. So what has single life been like dating? And I mean, in this last year, it has to be really difficult, I would imagine. You know what? Um, I took myself off the market for two years and I put myself back on the market this this year. (laughs) (laughs) It has been crazy. You know, I'm on TikTok, you know, TikTok. And and Instagram, everybody's telling everything. And I love it because it kind of gives you um, the ebbs and flows of what other people are going through in their dating life. So I kind of had an inkling in talking with my friends who are single. So when I put myself back out there, I was like, oh God, what is this about to be? It's been a wild ride. It's been an adventure. I've met some pretty amazing people, met some not so amazing people. Um, but learning to like tune into myself and which is why I answered the previous question like that has saved me. And, and I've been able to, to say no a lot, you know, cause when you're dating, like everybody wants to find love and find their perfect match, but you have, you're going to say no way more then you're going to say less. And I am so glad that I am okay with saying no to things that don't 
work for me. If it doesn't serve me, if it's not a good fit, I can say no. I've had some pretty fun experiences too. And I've met a lot of great guys, but I've met some that I was just like, nope, nope, can't do it, can't do it. And being okay with that. Cause in the past I would have been like, okay, well maybe I can work with it or dress it up a little bit different or accept it in a different way. But now it's just like, yeah, no, I can't do it. But it's hard because we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, it's summer, so a lot of things are open and people have different comfort levels in terms of what they want to do with meeting or, you know, people are vaccinated or, you know, wanting to wear masks. So it's like, that's an extra layer to the dating process that we didn't have years ago. So it's new starting to date in COVID, but I'm glad I did. I, I'm having a good, a good experience with it. I'll just say that. <laughs> That's good. Do you have any um, dating horror stories you want to share with us or any, uh, any fun stories for us? I don't have any horror stories. What I will say well, is good. that, you know, people need to be consistent. Um, that's one thing that I've noticed with chatting with different you know, people, it's like consistency is, can be an issue with, you know, if you're saying you want to date somebody and get to know somebody, you got to talk to that person. Like you can't just talk to them every four or five days and think that a relationship, you cannot cultivate a relationship like that. Um, I don't have any horror stories, which is good. Um, my (laughs) friends were probably like, no, remember that one thing? I'm like, I'm trying to think of something that's like blocked them all out of your memory. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I block, listen, y'all ladies and gentlemen, do not be afraid because my black game is strong. Like if it's not adding up, if the math ain't mathing, then I will block (laughs) fast because I don't have time for negative energy in my life but um I don't have anything too crazy it's just consistency is what I've noticed with a lot of the gentlemen that I've you know dated and chatted with so yeah that's about it yeah you got anything (laughs) anything serious brewing or anything fun brewing maybe 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 maybe. that's exciting you know there there have been a few that have try to capture my attention and there might be a few who might capture it for real for real but we'll see what happens you know I'm big on like energy and vibes and stuff and so maybe we'll chat offline about that (laughs) (laughs) so do you have any tips for anybody else who's dating in this crazy COVID world yeah stay safe y'all you know communicate and if it's not adding up don't be afraid to let it go because you'll meet someone else it's it it, your nose are going to be great you know you you will feel like okay this one's not working out that one's not working out it is totally okay because you know the more you're able to say no to what doesn't work for you you open yourself up to the right situation um and you waste less time You, you 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 don't waste as much time when you are like committing yourself to things that don't work for you so um i would just say yeah jump out there, be safe. Or if you don't want to date during COVID, like I totally get it. Cause it's, it's hard, you know, you just don't know. And with cases going up, you just don't know, but it's possible. I've been doing it. I, I don't have too many complaints, but it's possible to, 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 to make it work. <laughs> to get out there and meet people. So are you mostly using like online dating apps? And I mean, that's pretty much how people date now, right? Like, is there really yeah. any other way? You know what? I mean, I don't people still meet each other. Yeah, I, I am horrible at flirting. Even though, like, I have a really good, like, outgoing personality. When I'm out in the streets, like, I just am tunnel vision on whatever I'm doing, whether it's like grocery shopping, spending time with family. Um, so apps, I think, are cool. Just be safe because I think a lot of people get on these apps and 
they have like unrealistic expectations or they're on the apps and they're not like going about it in the right direction. So, yep, apps are, you know, everybody's using apps these days. It's it's cool, you know. But like, but like everybody, right? Because you like hear about like married people on these apps or like people catfishing with these apps with other people's pictures. Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. you've watched um, what's that show on Netflix that's trending right now? Uh, Is it bait? bait. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched it? No, I haven't. I gotta check it out. Crazy, (laughs) shit is crazy. Um, but I mean, you hear, you know, about stuff like that. So, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you? What are the what are the red flags that you look for? You know what? There's so many. I I will. I guess I guess I would tell a a crazy story. I hope this person don't like listen. Person, don't (laughs) slide in my DM because you've already been (laughs) blocked. But I was chatting with this one guy. You know, we were talking and we were having really good discussions and um I decided to look on his profile again I don't know for some reason and I looked at one of his pictures and he had on a ring now to us it was facing to the right hand mm-hmm. but I'm you know it's really on the left and I was like you know y'all are you married yeah I actually am but I'm going through a divorce mm-hmm. no. and I know some people they're cool with that if you're separated and going through a divorce they'll do that but me I'm like that goes against my values like you need to settle that then come holler at me right um and so you know I I think a lot of people the profile says a lot like some guys they have really good profiles and you talk to them and they're great some guys you know I'm not dealing with attitudes I don't want this I don't want that that." okay I'm not even going to give you the time of day because you coming off right and those are usually the dudes who have uh tons of their own toxic traits they don't want to deal with right Exactly. And, you know, one one question, and, and this is so random, but this is a question that I hate. Um, why are you single? I hate that question. Because it's like, you don't know what people have gone through in their life. You don't know if they've taken themselves off the market. You don't know. And, and for me, questions like that makes it seem like, okay, well, you look great on paper, you are pretty or you look right. But what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I hate that question, because it's like, you're implying that um, there's something wrong with me to make me single. And it's like, don't ask me that. So when guys ask me that and I tell them, I'm like, you know what? I hate that question. And they'll say, why? And I'm like, here's why. I'm like, cause you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what their lives are. And so to ask me that you're trying to put my worth and my dating life into one thing. And that's not cool. So don't equate my worth to me being, you know, single or married or taken or whatever. It's two totally separate things. I'm still worth it, whether I'm taken, married, single, or otherwise. And so that question, I don't like that question. Every time a guy asks me that, I'm like, okay, here's why. But, you know, yeah, there's a lot on there. I think when you talk to a person, if they're like trying to rush you, that's another red flag, trying to rush you through a process. Like I had a guy, like he sent me a message like, hey, can I take you out? Can we chat first? Can I get to know if I want to spend my time with you? If I want to right. give you, you know, my attention, let's have a conversation. So um, there is just so many, but I think one thing that's been good for me is going through this process with my therapist um, and with my trusted friends. That way I can talk it through. So I'm not going through it by myself. So I'm able to say like, okay, hey, I'm leaning into myself, but also talking to people that have wisdom that I trust that could be like, yeah, no, that's not, that's a red flag. That's not cool. Don't do that. Or um, maybe you can look at it this way. Maybe it's not that deep. So you have to have people you trust in your ear when you're going through a dating process. If you go through it by yourself, 
can't say that it won't be successful, but at least you'll have somebody to kind of, you know, give you some good advice. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned therapy a few times. So how long have you been um, actively going to therapy? Consistently since April, 2019. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. My therapist, shout out to my therapist. Um, (laughs) I was like fresh out of a breakup when I started therapy and I'm like, I just got to get back to me. Um, and so it was just a really good period of me uncovering a lot of my trauma and a lot of my issues. And it's just, I just appreciate having an unbiased opinion and an unbiased um, person to kind of give me a different lens to look out of, because sometimes we see ourselves in a different light than what people see us in. And then you'll have your friends who might tell you things, your family who might tell you things. They have different views, too. But your therapist has that unbiased view that can kind of speak to things that need to be um, uncovered in you. And that's what I appreciate about her, because she's able to say, well, you need to look at it this way, or have you thought about it from this perspective and I'm like no actually I haven't and this is something I've talked to about with different people and so I I mean I I talk about it all the time because it's something that has helped me transform my inner being um and I feel like just me being consistent with it helps kind of my out my outer being too so like that wellness all around with therapy has truly just transformed my life and I'm in a different space because of it so Do you think that that piece um, has a lot to do with your success, specifically like with the weight loss? Because people think like weight loss is just about the weight, right? But for a lot of us, the external weight, what you see really has more to do with what's going on inside, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, I had to, I was one of those people who dealt with weight struggles from childhood. So being able to kind of go back to some of my childhood moments and some of the things I was told as a child, now as an adult, it kind of brought things full circle. So for example, where it's like when I was growing up, you know, my grandparents, they came from a different era. So it's like, you know, whatever you put on your plate, you eat. It doesn't matter if you don't want to eat it all, you eat it all. And so yeah. developing- And you bags, sit there until you eat it all. Yeah. And my granddad was so big on that. And, you know, he will always say, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. And I didn't get that as a child. And now as an adult, I get it. Because even I still struggle with, it's like, oh, I can eat this whole thing. And it's like, mm, no, but I'm at a place now as a, an adult who's done work to say, okay, yeah, no, you can't eat all of that. You're full, push away. But as a child, I didn't have that luxury. I had to eat it all right and so just unpacking all of that in therapy and as to why like we were in these situations why our grandparents thought about that they lived through depressions and stuff they ain't have much they couldn't waste it right so in 2021 we all good you know we ain't struggling like that so we can (laughs) we can save it for later or you know just not eat it at all and so um yes the therapy has definitely helped with my weight loss I don't think I would have been able to been on this journey as long Um, if I hadn't have continued through therapy, like it has been a game changer for me. And even just hopping back to it, um, being in a good headspace to be able to do that has been a game changer. So yes, it has definitely helped me to be able to be successful and to stay successful. Yeah. And especially when we have that like childhood trauma or generational trauma or racialized trauma, those things, 
I don't think like once you start learning more about it, especially in therapy and reading books and doing your own due diligence, but once you start to learn more about it, you're like, oh, you really start to realize, like, I know for me, I've realized so much about my own culture um, that I always thought was culture, but really is just trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like La Chancla, you know, <laughs> getting hit with the sandal, yeah. stuff like that, you know, and it's like, it's stuff that we laugh about and stuff that's like, you know, and, and same thing with food. Um, mm-hmm. My dad was the oldest of 14 kids. And to this day, my dad, if you put food in front of him, he will eat it, scarf it down like that. And it's because that's what he had to do to survive growing up, right? Because mm-hmm. You had to eat quick if you wanted to get your fill, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just so interesting how those generational things like affect us. And for so long, so many of us like just don't deal with that shit, right? Like, cause we don't want to <laughs> deal with it. Cause once you start to unpack it, it's difficult, but man, the reward on the other side of all of that is amazing. So thank yeah. you for sharing your therapy experience because so many people I think still are like, feel so taboo and weird about therapy. Yeah. Make sure y'all go. It's, it's a game changer. And I noticed just as a parent, the way I'm able to approach situations with my daughter can be different than maybe, um, I would have approached it in a past. Um, and it's still a little bit taboo. I will say in the in recent years, I feel like people are more um, willing to talk about it. Um, whereas in previous years, it's like, no one talks about it or you only go if you're crazy. Yeah, and so or I like try to crisis, right? Yeah, or if like something like is wrong or, you know, I try to normalize it by just telling people like, yeah, I see my therapist once a week, you know, like, it is what it is. It's a part of my life. And, you know, I've noticed that a lot of my friends and family now they go um, and they're making it a part of their regular life. And so, and it's something that I would want Joy to do because as much as I want to be a good parent to her, I'm sure she'll have her things that I've done or that she's experienced in her life that she'll need to unpack. And so just being self-aware has been a game changer and it's it's necessary. So if y'all are listening, watching, please get you a therapist. Like, Please, yes. it'll it'll change your life, and you don't have to go once a week like I do. I just choose that. Um, some some people go biweekly or go once a month or every other month, whatever frequency works good for your life. Just having that person to check in with is good. So, yeah, absolutely. And I'll say for myself, like becoming a caretaker over these last two years, um, I've noticed traits or think I'll do and say things that were said and done to me growing up that affected me negatively, but I'll find myself doing those same things. And luckily, you know, we're caretakers to a very uh, smart, intelligent, open mind kid who's really able to have very transparent conversations. And he's just so understanding. So I feel very thankful for that. But man, being thrown into that role, like I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is hard. It's really hard. So uh, yeah. props to all the parents out there just trying to do their best. Yes. Right. Including ours. Our, our parents just tried to do their best too. Right. Yep. Yep. It's not an easy job, but yeah, I'd see my mother jump out of me. <laughs> and oh. when it happens, you're like, Shh. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, it's so, it's so funny. Cause I was me and my mom, we had an interesting exchange yesterday and I'm like, man, I'm so much like her. Um, and it's like not in a bad way but it's like you just 
get these traits growing up. It's in your DNA. You watch and you become and some things you want to shift and break and therapy is the proper place to get that done. So <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that you love celebrity gossip. I actually uh, did a live with you for your show and we talked yeah. about a lot of different um, like current events that were going on. So I, <laughs> I put together my questions earlier this week. So I don't even know if this is relevant anymore now, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are on all of this Kanye West Donda drama. Whew, I hope Kanye got a therapist. <laughs> and a lot and medication and somebody make sure he's taking his meds you know which what? I don't think he does I don't oh, think God. he does and I think that's the problem that is the problem you know I have not listened to Donda I you know I've been thinking a lot about Kanye and different um thought patterns because um Chrisette Michelle who is awesome you know she got canceled and the black community for opening up for Trump. And Kanye has done the two-step, the hat, all, he has done so much for Trump and in many ways been anti-black, right? So I decided I was not listening to Donda and I listened to Certified Lover Boy by Drake. Um, and I know Drake has like, taken over and topped the charts over what Kanye has done, making like all, breaking all these records. Um, I think Kanye needs help. You know, I think, you know, just even leading up to this album release, I was like, what are you doing? Like you're having all these album release parties. You keep saying the album's coming, not coming. Like, it's just a mess. It's like like living in the arena. Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) It's just a mess. You got Kim like in a dress and and the kid, it was just a lot. Um, and he's got a lot of enablers in his life, a lot of enablers. And I think Kim, you know, in many ways is probably one and she might want to not be one anymore, which is why they're going through what they're going through. But, you know, the record label, he's claiming that they dropped the album without his permission. You believe that? I don't believe that. I think he just put it out there and he just said whatever. It, it was just a lot going on. Then you got people like Soldier Boy, Chris Brown, who was supposed to be on the album. Then they got mad because they weren't on the album. Like you guys have been in the music industry too long. Y'all know how it works. Sometimes you, you know, make the cut. Sometimes you don't. I don't know. Like Kanye, I just, oh, I, I have not listened. I don't plan on listening. Um, but I just hope he can get it together. Cause you know, he got offspring and you know, things for the sake of himself and his children, I pray that he gets it together. But it's just nothing but drama. This whole, even just leading up to the album coming out, just nothing but drama. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, he was canceled. Now he's uncanceled because the album, the music is coming out. Now I guess no one cares because Drake came out. Like it's just a lot going on. It's a mess. <laughs> Do you feel like he, like, I'm just, how is he still getting so much support from the culture? That's what I'm like, so confused about with Kanye. And like, I know people are like, oh, he's a genius. I don't know about that. I think that he he hasn't put out good music in a long time. That's just my opinion. But uh, I'm just so shocked at how much support he still receives, Mm -hmm. despite uh, like you said, he has been extremely anti-black and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak on that too much, but I just, it surprises me how much support he still gets, even with his shoes and his clothing and his music, everything. It's just, it's wild to me. Um, I don't get it. Cause those clothes and shoes ugly. So I don't. (laughs) 
Well, shoes are so expensive and they're hideous. They are. are. You know, I think back to like the Kanye. I think people, some people long for like the old Kanye. I remember when he first came out, just how hot he was. And I have so many memories of like Kanye. Like my, my, the first tattoo, I only have one, but my tattoo that I got, I just remember listening to flashing lights uh, with him and Dwelle on the way to get my tattoo and on the way back. Like the song was popular back then. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh man, I remember like when I went and got this tat, right? And so I think people want Kanye to go back to his old self, but they see an artist in him. And I, I recognize that artist too, but I feel like he's done so much damage and people forget it in the name of, I want to listen to his new music. And just as fast as he dropped, and Drake came out, and now everybody is off of Donda, and they're on Drake. So people, I feel like people's attention spans are really small, and they only think about what they want to think about in the moment. And Kanye's just not a person that I could just, after all of the shenanigans, personally, I cannot support Kanye. I will not listen to the music. I would never buy any of his clothes or shoes because I think they look bad, but I do want him to get to a place of wholeness because I think if he does, he would be more, he will operate more authentically instead of a place of attention because I feel like that's what we get from him. He does a lot of stuff for attention so that people can talk about him, so that people can buy his stuff and so people can, you know, put him number one on the charts. I don't feel like he's being as authentic as he should be um and it's just more so I need the attention so and here we are talking about him on this this podcast so we'll move on we'll we'll move on um so what do you have going on so if you guys didn't know Kiana is a published author she has a series of books highly recommend um and that series is done right yes Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So what are you working on now? What do you got? What do you got in the works? Anything you can share with us? Yes, I'm writing. I have taken a break. I have taken a long break from my author um, journey. I, this summer has been so fun, but I also had a lot of challenges going on behind the scenes in my personal life. And I just needed a moment to kind of tune out. And so I wasn't writing. um, And in a very real way, I struggle with imposter, imposter syndrome when it comes to my author journey, which is crazy because last week I had coffee with one of my really good friends and she's like, hey, you have published five books. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I forget. And sometimes when I'm writing, I deal with a lot of fear and I'm like, ain't nobody going to read, read this or it's not going to do anything. Like, why are you putting so much time? Because when I'm in a zone with writing, I'm up writing one, two, three o'clock in the morning. Like, that's all I can do aside from like, you know, being a mom and working. Like, I'm in the zone when it comes to that. And so I have been dealing with that a lot this summer, but I'm finally back writing. I I don't just write um, books. I write poetry. I write songs. I wrote a song this summer, two songs. I hadn't written music in years and so just trying to get back to that space that I'm like it's okay you can do these things um it it will be what it is whether it's released or not um whether it does well or not like you can still like live in this zone of being your authentic self while still maximizing on your gifts and so that's something that I still struggle with but I have to like hype myself up whereas it's like you know the wellness journey is like okay if you eat right you exercise it's 
you know, a no brainer. With this, it's a little bit different. And so I struggle with it, but I'm working on um, finishing a book that I started a long time ago. I'm working on that now um, and still going to ride the wave of like taking a little break um, and going to get back into it later on this year. So I do have books out. You guys can look me up www.kiannadaniels.com. I'm on Amazon. Um, but yeah, trying to get back to a space of confidence in that area is, is hard for me, but I'm inching my way back towards that. So. So how, when did you like get into writing? I didn't realize you also wrote music, which makes sense, right? Music and poetry and um, novels. And yep. so when did you kind of realize that writing was a passion for you? Oh man, I, I wrote my first song when I was nine. Wow. And I love that. I know. And I think about that often. I, I've, I come from a musical family, like on both sides, everybody um, either played an instrument or sang or something. And um, when I was nine, I started writing. I was in a choir and I was like, I could totally write songs because I was in a choir where the director would write songs for us to sing. So I started writing songs and then that turned into poetry. And then I was like, you know what? I want to write a book. And it was always like this big dream of mine. So when I got to high school, I took creative writing. I wrote short stories and my teacher was like, you know, all a book is, is an expanded short story. And I was like, oh, I guess you're right. Um, and I kept saying I wanted to do it, but um, I didn't actually write my first book until 2015, 16. I was like, okay, I'm gonna write a book. It was just a little idea that I had in my mind. And so Girl Move On, that's my first book. And I wanted to write about my experiences dating and dealing with a toxic relationship. And it started off like more so like a journal, um, just me trying to get out of this rut of a toxic relationship. And then it turned into a full blown book. But I've been writing so long I, and I, I will start so many things and I'm like, I get scared and I don't you know, finish it. But I'm just proud that I've actually put five things out there and you know, as soon as I get out of this little fear, and, and I'm glad we're talking about this because I want people to see a real side of me that I, I can be a beast when it comes to that weight loss and the gym stuff and parenting and stuff like that. And then I do have areas of my life where I'm like, ooh, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, I've been writing for a long time and yeah, getting back to it has been quite a journey, so. Yeah, and I think that especially creative people, we really extra- I feel like we more so deal with that imposter syndrome, um, and that feeling of like, we're not doing enough. Um, and like when you're a really creative person, like you really have to be okay with knowing that like the downtime is just as important, right. As like the work, um, when we get into those modes where it's like, okay, I'm going to get this done. I'm like, I get like that where I'm like, sometimes I'm like hella creative and I can, get 10 things checked off my list and create new things. And I'm just like in a flow. And then sometimes it's like for weeks or months or, you know, long periods of time where it's just like, I feel like I'm doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so like hard. I can't do anything. Right. And it can be so difficult, but all of the greatest artists and creators of all time mm -hmm. dealt with that same thing and deal it's with hard. it. Right. Yeah, you know, and I was creating a lot of content on my author page. I mean, I got burnt out from creating content. I was making videos all the time and going live and making memes and just promoting myself. And um, in a real way, I was like, 
this is a lot. Like I'm getting tired, you know, of creating, like I would sit there and like make four or five videos in one day and then edit them, you know, throughout the weeks and then put them out there. I was, you know, making TikToks because they're like, make TikToks because, you know, this is the next wave. And, you know, it can, you get lost in, in it, like you said. And it's like, when you want to be creative, in my mind, it's like, I just want to write, you know, I just want to do that part. Like, but you got to do all this other stuff to get people to notice you and to get people to right. pay attention to your work. And so I got lost and I got burnt out. And I was like, I need to take a step back to just focus on myself. And it, it was, it has been really good um, to just not have to focus on it. But now that it's time to get back, I am black and white about everything. I am not a gray person. So it's either on or off. I don't, I can't exist in gray. So when I'm on, I'm on. I'm creating, up late, doing all the things. And when I'm off, it's real, real, real off. <laughs> so I'm trying to get back on, but trying to also learn some balance um, so that I'm not you know, too burnt out and too overwhelmed by the process and, and learning to enjoy it and love it again. Um, and which is why I'm back to songwriting. Cause I'm like, this never sees a lot of day. At least I was able to get my feelings out. I was able to be creative and yeah, it feels really good. So I'm excited about, you know, what's to come in the future. I love that. So do you sing it as well or play any instruments? Okay. No, I don't play. I, I sing. Okay. I'm not the best singer, but I can hold a note. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Better than me. Yeah, I got to know. So I, I love, you know, the songwriting process, just building um, an actual song is so much fun to me. And I wish I had learned how to play an instrument, like my whole family, like people playing piano and saxophone and organ, like they're all, I'm like, why didn't I ever, but it's okay. I got the gifts that I was supposed to have. So <laughs> exactly. And it's never too late to learn a new skill either. Right. Like that is very true. Yes, yes, we can learn people. That's something that I've really tried to like remind myself of lately is success. Like, I feel like, you know, we always feel like we need to be successful by a certain age, or we need to be at a certain point by a certain age. But then I look at, you know, successful people who I look up to, and it's like, they didn't get their break or their, their yeah. big idea or that that thing that worked for them until their forties or fifties, sixties, sometimes seventies, you know, so it's, you just got to keep at it. Just yes. don't give up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my biggest thing. As long as I keep going, um, it'll work out the way I want it to work out. And I'm just grateful because just by putting myself out there, I've got to meet people like you and do all these wonderful podcasts and connect with people from all around the world. And it just makes me so grateful that even though there's a level of fear, um, just being able to share my gifts with the world has changed my life and allowed me to connect with other people. So yeah, it's never too late. I could totally learn how to play the piano. That's what I've always wanted to do. Cause I'm like, that would like help me to be able to write, you know, be a better songwriter, but, um, it's definitely never too late. I just don't know if I had the time. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I am just, always so busy. <laughs> yeah. It's just set small goals, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's an app on your phone that'll teach you how to play the piano or at oh, least I teach never you. thought about that. Yeah, yeah. There's an app for everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me for cocktails. Cheers to you. This was so much fun. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people or let them know anything else you got going on or coming up? I don't have much coming up, but just stay tuned. Follow me. 
here. Yes. Um, You're back on a weight loss, intentional weight weight loss loss journey. So if you like following someone who's on that, check out Kiana. She shares so much and you're always so inspiring and so fun and so honest and real, which we love. Right. Yes. I'm gonna keep it real. If if you don't want to be on my page, just know I'm gonna keep it real with you guys about my highs and lows because I have high moments on the journey and I have really low ones. Um, But I'm always honest about it and follow me on my author page at author Kiana Daniels and yeah, I'm out here. I love connecting. Thank you. Let me, first of all, like, let me give you your flowers because I love Wellness For Real podcast. Thank you all do an amazing job. All the guests, the format, all the new things you guys have coming up. And you know, you're a whole vibe. And I just appreciate what you bring to this community, your honesty, your integrity, and you know, your voice is necessary. And even when people be on that BS with you, you still tell the truth. And I love that about you. Like I watch your page all the time and your story. And I'm like, yes, because real recognizes real. So thank you for all that you are. Don't stop being who you are and screw all the haters. You know, they be watching though. You know, the haters, they like to watch what you're doing. (laughs) But hey, you guys can keep watching and listening because it benefits me. So thank you. Yes. Make sure you guys continue to stay locked in. And I've enjoyed the summer series that you've done it both um, live on Instagram and for the podcast. So thanks for having me. And you know, it's always love between me and you and I appreciate you so much. Yes. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for those kind words. Cause you said that when you're creating and you're doing, even when you love it and you're passionate about it, and I love doing this podcast and I'm so passionate about it, but sometimes it's really fucking hard. Sometimes it can get really, um, I don't know. It can feel like this is pointless, but to be reminded that people are still listening and getting something out of this podcast and that it's helping them grow and, and whatever else they're getting out of it, like just makes it worth it. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Wellness for real is sponsored by iron flask. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you guys know how much I love Iron Flask products. Their 64 ounce wide mouth straw top water bottle is forever my number one must have for my wellness journey. It makes slaying my water goals so much easier and it makes it cute to be honest. Having a high quality BPA free 18-8 stainless steel vacuum insulated double walled water bottle ensures that my water stays cold for up to 24 hours which for me is a must i also love their overall passion and will to better the environment and cut down on plastic use they make bottles from 12 ounce sizes all the way up to 128 ounce sizes in so many different styles and colors I also love that they have straw tops, flip tops, screw tops, and narrow or wide mouth bottles. They really make something for everyone's lifestyle. Beyond just water bottles, they also make amazing high quality tumblers, coffee mugs, food jars, and they offer extra accessories to almost all of their products. One of my personal favorite accessories is the paracord handle. You guys, it comes in so many cute colors to match your bottle. And it's awesome for adventures because of its built-in compass and fire starter. 
Iron Flask even offers a lifetime warranty against manufacturer defects and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You really can't beat that. Their customer service is legit the best quality along with their value for price and customer satisfaction. Check them out for yourself at www.ironflask.com and use the code wellness10 to save 10% on your purchase. And remember, you got this. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.